0: Welcome to Made in Murray, the podcast that focuses on the successes and struggles of local businesses. Let's get started. My name's G, I'm your host, and today I'm sitting down with Debbie Weir, who is the founder of Murray School Bank and Revolution Scotland. Good morning. Morning. Thank you very much for joining me here today. Can you tell us first a little bit about the focus of your work at the moment
1: so we are uh, originally a charity um, Murray School Bank is a charity and Revolution Scotland is in the process of being set up as a community benefit society and the focus really is originally was mitigating child poverty um, whereas Revolution Scotland is going to be looking at ending child poverty
0: what an amazing thing to want to do. How did you get to the point of creating an organization like this?
1: It's something that I had always wanted to do. I think, you know, I always knew that I wanted to to run a charity. And the charity itself uh, was set up in 2017. And it really was a uh, work in education. And I saw that there were young people and children going to school that didn't have the things that they needed. So mm-hmm. I set up a community charity. So we, we rely on the community to, to donate items to us, which we then give out to, to children um, so that they can attend school and be confident and mm-hmm. happy to attend school. That's what it's all about. And and what came from that, why Revolution Scotland has come to play is because families have said we're stuck and we can't get Mm -hmm. out of that and it's great to to mitigate um and to give out items but actually the best way to help a family Mm -hmm. is to help them get out of that situation and stand on their own two feet so that's really what that's about
0: absolutely was there a spark of inspiration that caused you to start the murray school bank in the first place
1: Yes, there is a number of school banks across Scotland and the, I used to live in West Lothian before I moved to Murray, and there is a school bank in West Lothian. And when that started, um, I thought, what a great idea. And I got involved not really as, a, as part of the organization, but just really donating items, mm-hmm. you know helping out help them to get some funding and thought it was a great idea we moved to murray and it was actually my daughter who was 10 at the time and mm-hmm. said we should start a school bank in murray and i wow. thought there's not one needed here but mm-hmm. what a difference i found out when i when i started the research
0: that's amazing what do you think caused your daughter to uh, say that
1: i would Get her involved, really. Yeah. So we used to buy pencil cases and pens, and she mm-hmm. would make them up, oh, um, yeah. and we would donate them to the school mm-hmm. bank. But if I went and bought school uniform to donate, I would mm-hmm. take her with me, and uh-huh. so that she understood exactly why it it was there. Do you know? Yeah. So she's quite a. Uh, driver of mitigating poverty herself she runs her own project now so
0: yeah mm-hmm. well what's her what's her project
1: so her project is called no worries in Murray. Uh-huh. Uh, she's 13 so she did a bit of research into child poverty and realized that children worry mm-hmm. um but they worry about their parents worrying. Wow. And what she realized is that families don't get the opportunity to get days out, things Mm -hmm. like Landmark and Highland Wildlife Park, places that she takes for granted. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to offer free, completely free days out. So she's uh, fundraised and and, and created that. Uh, She was finding it difficult to get support from mm-hmm. grant funders because she was an individual uh, with a project and uh-huh. uh, she's too young to make it a charity so mm-hmm. um, Murray School Bank the board adopted it as a project so it comes under us okay. as, as a charity so she's now off and running, I'm hoping to offer four different trips this year mm-hmm. so that's her there on that picture Oh,
0: okay, super, super <laughs> Yeah, just for uh, people listening, we have a little monitor up in the background here and there's a picture of a very charming looking young girl holding up a certificate <laughs> there you go Wow what kind of world is it that we live in where the kids are coming along to save the adults
1: it's a difficult world um, <laughs> it's a very difficult world I, I think the 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 young people are actually seeing that the adults that are in charge of our economic situation, mm-hmm. are not doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. I was at the Scottish Parliament with a group of young people from Murray yesterday, yeah. and they do realise that those adults are not doing a great job.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a lot of disconnection everywhere, and it's hard to know where all of the problems exactly are, but uh, raising awareness, things like visiting the Parliament, is obviously quite important so how did that go tell us a little bit about that visit
1: so in my day job i'm a youth worker Mm -hmm. a senior youth worker at spayside high school but i am also um i I deal with murray wide projects Mm -hmm. so i am involved in supporting and facilitating a group called murray youth matters who Mm -hmm. are a youth voice a youth council Mm -hmm. um a group of young people from right across Murray from diverse backgrounds who are standing up for the voice of 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 their generation really in mm-hmm. Murray, and they launched yesterday their group uh, they had their inaugural meeting at uh-huh. the Scottish Parliament wow. and they got to sit in the chamber and hear uh, the first Minister announce what she believes the change should be for Scotland mm-hmm. um, and there was a vote yesterday which uh, she won. Okay, sixty four to fifty four, for mm-hmm. a further indie ref in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the young people were really excited that they were there to witness that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they yesterday they were looking at drugs and alcohol. Oh wow! Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And they have come up with an action plan as to how they want to tackle the issues around drugs and alcohol for young people in Murray.
0: There seems to be a lot happening.
1: There is a lot happening. I'm I'm quite busy.
0: Wow. <laughs> Wow. So uh, focusing on how busy you are, what are the typical tasks that you have to do to keep these uh, organisations running?
1: So I'm very, very lucky in that I have a development coordinator for Murray School Bank. Her name is Debbie Kelly. She was one of the original trustees and she does all of the operational stuff for Murray School Bank. So she is on the ground uh, and does a a fantastic job because... Mm -hmm. Since 2017, we've helped over 900 children.
0: Wow.
1: And so realistically, my day-to-day job is dealing with the kind of funding aspects and the, the organisational issues with Murray School Bank. But at the moment, my main job is to be setting up Revolution Scotland. And that, that involves a lot of networking, um, a lot of organisation, you know, developing uh, the 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 organisation right from the start uh, mm-hmm. setting up a community benefit society which is not the easiest thing in the world um, mm. we're we're very very busy
0: what are some of the steps involved in a process like this and with the, with this question maybe you can explain to me how it works okay
1: so Murray School Bank has been supporting families it's quite an expensive um support in that we provide full school uniform including Mm -hmm. shoes bag jacket um and so some funder said that's not sustainable um Mm. which we we agree we agree it it Mm. could eventually become to the point that if there's a huge demand which it is rising Mm -hmm. that that we could run out of money so they suggested we look at sustainability how will we be able to actually pay for it without getting grant funding Mm -hmm. so we set about as a board set about looking at a social enterprise Mm -hmm. how do we make money how can we Mm -hmm. make money that we can then reinvest in supporting families who are experiencing financial hardship in murray um and we looked at lots of different things we looked at retail we looked at you know different projects we looked at getting a building that we could rent out to people Mm -hmm. um none of which sat very comfortably with our board mm-hmm. um, my husband and I are very much invested in these organizations do you know I mean he works and and so do I but we we know that we've got skills that we mm-hmm. could we could take so we put that to the board um, and and so what we agreed is that initially we would set up a social enterprise right. that was delivering training and coaching to mm-hmm. businesses where a hundred percent of the profit from that would go to, coaching families to help them out of poverty which is what they told us they wanted Uh so we've consulted families that we work with and they've said it's great thanks very much for the school uniform we love that Mm -hmm. but i'd much rather not be in this situation
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so um we set about setting up a, a social enterprise and um as you know i went on the accelerator course absolutely yeah and which was amazing uh, I got a huge amount from it but one of the things that came from that was to look at the structure of the organization and how would it really work for the community in Murray mm-hmm. Murray School Bank is backed by the community we have a huge community support and it was put to me that actually the community would really love to own the, the solution to child poverty Mm-hmm. and so that's what a community benefit society is all about we are in the process of setting up a social enterprise but what we're going to do is we're going to give it to the community to own so we're going to say to them you can invest in this mm-hmm. but your return will be social so you will own and have a stake in the solution to child poverty so they will invest in being able to create this organization uh-huh. and then we will take it forward, but they will be part of that management group mm-hmm. that, that will support it.
0: So it's encouraging local people to be responsible for the local problems.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we know government are not doing it. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yep. We're very aware. And, and people are being very vocal at the moment because they know that there are problems within yep. our society and communities are struggling. Yep. and And without the... I suppose giving a handout is not great. It's about mm-hmm. giving a hand up. Yep. Um, and that's the way to do it, is for us, us as a community to come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, people invest in things all the time, do you know? Yep. And uh, we only have one community benefit society in Murray, and it's for a small community. Yeah. It's uh, called Ecopia. It's uh-huh. part of the Findhorn Foundation. Okay, um, but we don't have anything that is part that's there for the whole community in Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a very new thing, um, and it's quite a new thing in Scotland, really. Oh. so yeah, it's exciting.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's nice to hear about all of these things happening. If the demand for these organisations and services is rising, then there must be some problem somewhere. So what has caused all of the, the problems with poverty and families not being able to um, equip their kids with the basic needs to go to school?
1: I think that these, these problems were declining um, and then austerity kicked in okay. um, and it has been slowly rising since mm-hmm. then. If we don't do anything, then we are, it is going to sharply rise if we don't do anything now by the time we get to 2030 yeah. we're going to be in dire problems uh-huh. but really it is about austerity and universal credit universal Mm -hmm. credit has created a huge rise in the demand for services because families are left with nothing Mm -hmm. do you know, I had one family contact me the other day, Uh, well it was a friend of the family and and that family have got no money nothing Uh until the 21st of February Uh so they can't send their children to school because they uh, are not entitled to free school meals Mm -hmm. and they have got no money to give their children to have lunch. It's it's a horrible situation to Mm -hmm. be in.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and it's very difficult as well for people to ask for help when they're in that kind of problem.
1: I think everybody assumes that you should just be able to go and ask for help, Mm -hmm. but actually... We're all saddled with this thing called pride. Yeah. Um and actually as human beings, if we have children and bring them into this world and have a responsibility mm-hmm. and we can't actually meet that, yeah. it's really hard to tell somebody, I actually can't do that. Yeah. And I I know myself it's really hard to say to somebody, I don't have the money to close my child.
0: Yeah. It's a it's a frightening thing to even contemplate. Yep. Basically.
1: And a lot of us don't know it. We don't mm-hmm. know it. We've never felt it. We don't know exactly how that feels. Yeah. Um. When when people don't understand, it's because they've not really put themselves in that person's shoes.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there a sense that you have come across where some people think, "Well, it's not my problem," but in reality, it might be everybody's problem.
1: There's lots of lots of times. I would say that maybe. Ten percent of people might think like that, and ninety mm-hmm. percent of people are really, really positive and, uh-huh. and supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do come across people who think, do you know, they the these families are working the system, or mm-hmm. do you know, uh, did they really need that? Are they mm-hmm. being honest? Um, we haven't at all ever come across a family that we've thought actually you don't you you yeah. don't actually need our help,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um. And, and so people do ask us, do people take the mickey? Um, I would say no, absolutely mm-hmm. not, you know, um, because of that difficulty, that mm-hmm. thing where asking for help is so hard, mm-hmm. really, really hard.
0: When you started the school bank, how did that begin? Did people send clothes to you or how did that work?
1: So... Hannah and I, my daughter, Mm -hmm. um, we both, well, Hannah got £120 for Christmas Mm -hmm. and she wanted me to start the school bank. So she said, there's my £120. Wow! And I said, okay, I'll match that. So... Mm -hmm. um, um, and then what we did together is we put a Facebook page up mm-hmm. and we started a crowdfunder through crowdfunding yep. and uh, and just put the link on Facebook and got mm-hmm. people to share it. Mm-hmm. And within, I think, six days, we had uh, nearly a thousand pounds. Wow. And then what we did was we put out that, you know, we really wanted people to donate items to yeah. us and... So, what, what they did was they started donating mm-hmm. bits of school uniform, uh-huh. um, which filled my house. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did wow. start in the house, and then it filled Debbie's house, and eventually we got some premises. But people are so, so generous. If, we, if I was to put a post out on Facebook and say, I need a jacket for a 10-year-old, mm-hmm. I would say it would probably take about 30 seconds for somebody to say, I'll buy that. Wow. Um, so that's kind of how it started mm-hmm. um but at that point, I really wanted it to be structured properly, so we set about setting it up as a charity straight away um and we started in January with the Facebook page we weren't a charity until May, and that's when we started to take referrals um and in that first summer, we helped a hundred and three children wow um which was a bit of a shock. I mm-hmm. thought we might help a hundred children in the first year, maybe, uh but in that first summer, so in the space of three months, so yeah, it was a bit crazy, but people mm-hmm. do, do you know donate they donate money they didn't they donate full school uniform, they donate an item, they donate their second hand clothes that we can recycle. Mm-hmm. people just give, uh, which really blows me away do you know
0: it's amazing to hear about could you imagine? what the situation would be like if those organizations you created didn't exist?
1: No, but there would be hundreds of children in Moray attending school without the essential things that they need Mm -hmm. with holes in their shoes and, you know, ill fitting footwear, not having coats. uh, And that's, yeah,
0: it's heartbreaking. It is
1: heartbreaking. Um, But it's even more heartbreaking that there are no organisations out there that are saying to these parents, we'd love to help you not be in this situation. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we want to do, because that's what they want. That's what they've told us they want. So rather than just say, there's a school uniform, which doesn't change their situation, Mm -hmm. they... Do you know, six months down the line, yep. they might need give uniform again, yep. um, and that's yep. the one thing that we've seen: is families come back, and they come back, mm-hmm. and they come back, and actually, we want to be able to give them that dignity to be able to stand on their own two feet and not mm. have to ask for that help. Yeah. So that's where we're
0: headed. It sounds like an amazing place to try to get to. How do you begin to lift up a family that is that is in poverty?
1: So, I believe in people. Mm-hmm. Um, what you what you have to do is look at the reasons behind that. So this is not about, this is not about really about their finances. Yep. This is about the family as a whole, um, and it is about looking at where they're at what aspirations they have. Do you know we've got families who go to work every day. sixty-seven uh, percent of who we support go to work every day. At least mm-hmm. one of the adults go to work. Yep. Day in, day out, come home, and they can't feed or clothe their children. They're using a food bank and they're using the school bank. Um that must be horrific. Mm-hmm. Um and really affect their self-worth and their mm-hmm. self-esteem and their confidence and who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. And it really, that's that's the basis of what we want to do. We want to work with those people yep. to support them, to believe that they can make a change. Yeah. However small, do you know? And, a, and realistically, you can look at giving money yep. and, and making things a bit better, but if we've got parents who spend that money on things that are not making it better for the kids, then how are we proving that we're having an impact on child poverty? Mm-hmm. We really need to be able to see that there's a benefit for the child, that the child is, do you know, gaining something. Yeah. Um, so that's how we want to work with the family holistically yep. uh, and, and look at and be able to prove the the, the the there's a benefit for for the child so that could be getting them out as a family to mm. go to the gym or to go swimming do you yep. know that could be helping mum who goes to work every day as a cleaner uh, mm. become a nurse because that's what she's always wanted to do uh-huh. that could be I really want to work there but I can't drive let's help me get driving lessons do you uh-huh. know it's about it, it it really is about the individual family and 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 what it is that could support them to move forward
0: I'm really curious how does it happen that a family ends up in poverty is it a problem with the education is it a problem with their own upbringing in the past is it a wide variety of reasons what do we know about that
1: uh, it's so widespread, the the reasons for people, I suppose, finding themselves there, because at the end of the day, it can happen to any of us. We meet families who, uh, it's generational, mm-hmm. and it's learned behaviour, and, and they wouldn't know any different. Mm-hmm. We meet families who find themselves in that situation and have never experienced it before. Mm-hmm. That causes a lot of stress. We... Have families who have lived an affluent life, yeah, and then a crisis happens. Uh-huh. Um, for example, a family who's who has one parent who works and they are a very high earner, mm-hmm. um, and maybe mum stays home and looks after the kids and always uh-huh. has, and then the working parent finds himself critically ill, okay, or terminally yeah. ill, yeah. um and And therefore, they can no longer pay their bills mm-hmm. um and and we've had that situation on numerous occasions uh, and and people would look at that family and think "Why do they need help?" but actually, do you know the stress that 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 creates is immense um and the worry and um and not being able to provide for your family when you always have. And I think that there's a number of different reasons, and I think mm-hmm. that society believes that there's one reason, and that mm-hmm. is because people don't work, mm-hmm. and that's not the case. Not in Murray, sixty-seven percent. It's a horrific statistic, but sixty and rising of these families work day in day out.
0: And also, if you're working, it's taking up time and energy that you can't use. To solve the problems
1: absolutely and you find that you you don't have the ability to then go and do education and learning to better your ability to get a, a higher paid job mm-hmm. you don't have the ability to take time off to go to appointments etc to, to do different things so you um you are stuck And and that's the word, that's the word that families have used is we are stuck Uh because we can't, um, we we have to go to work and, and we can't go and get another job because I can't go and learn or, you know, I don't have the money to do that. So we're pretty much stuck. And if we don't go to work, things would get much worse.
0: Why do we still have these kinds of problems in society? Why haven't we solved this already?
1: Um... My answer to that, unfortunately, G, is I don't know. No. Um, I wish I did. If I did know, then I would be I would be doing everything I could to yeah. fix it. Yeah. And the only way that I can see to fix it is to take one family at a time mm-hmm. and help them with their situation. Um, so the plan is to end child poverty one family at a time, yeah. starting in Murray.
0: And also, I think we need to understand the value of the fact that one is so much better than none.
1: Absolutely, yep.
0: That if each person makes that effort and that step to change the life of one family that needs it, then I don't think there's a limit to uh, what we can achieve together if we do that.
1: I think it's about community. And uh, I really truly believe that as a community, if we get behind people, then we will be able to make a difference. And actually, if you look back to... You know, when I was a child in the 70s, communities stuck together Mm -hmm. and they looked after each other. Um, That has completely changed. Um, And and the Scottish Government are are trying to get us to go back there, and I can see why. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think being able to prove that as a community, if we come together to support these families, if we can prove that these families are moving on, then it's a model that can Mm -hmm. support families anywhere
0: do we know what happened then in the last 30 plus years for things not to work
1: i think that um budgets were removed from communities mm-hmm. uh you know there was a lot of movement uh of people and communities kind of fell apart mm-hmm. um and and yeah just i think the 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 changes of the support that's available through government and through local authorities it just changed how communities are built and how they stay together. And support was available in other places. Do you know? They gave support, mm-hmm. whereas normally it would have been the community that did that. Uh-huh. Um, and now what they're trying to do is they took it away from communities yeah. and they're now trying to give it back. <laughs> um, right. And that, and that's that's a difficult process. And I think that we're still going to see all those social issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I would love to be able to say to you that I could mm-hmm. eradicate child poverty. Yeah. Um, But people laugh at me, uh, but I think you can only do it one one family at a time. Mm -hmm. But if we could eradicate it, wouldn't that be wonderful?
0: I think if we had one less problem to worry about, it could make a fantastic difference to the future. It must be hard to define success within the work that you do.
1: I define success when a family no longer needs support Mm -hmm. or to know um, we're talking about families here, but previously I was a progression coach with homeless people in Edinburgh Mm -hmm. for a charity called crisis. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, we worked with people who were at their lowest ebb to know in homeless accommodation, probably or on the streets um, with lots of issues and being able to see them in their own accommodation, enjoying life and being happy um gaining employment if that's what they choose to do, do you mm-hmm. know um and that's the one thing that this is not about it's not about employability it is about people i think that that's where we we make mistakes and that mm-hmm. we're trying to push people into situations and this it has to be person-centered it has to be about the person because if you're pushing somebody into a job and they're not ready for that mm-hmm. do you know then that's really not going to work um there's one particular family where, do you know, there's a parent who comes across as probably ready to work, mm-hmm. but actually has days where she cannot leave the house, um, because of anxiety and stress. And yeah. do you know, really, if you continue to push that person into work, that's not going to last. Mm-hmm. And this is about effective change, and it's about uh being able to sustain that change, um. And next week for our uh, event, mm-hmm. we have a, a, a gentleman coming up from Edinburgh who has done that and has sustained that change for the last four years. Um, and life is pretty good. So it's about showing that that can happen.
0: Yeah, we need examples. We need real examples of, uh, of transformation. What are the kinds of tasks involved in being a progressive coach how does that work Because that's something that I, I don't know a lot about so it's okay. interesting
1: so a lot of people look at life coaching and think it's very fluffy and you know <laughs> <laughs> um and and okay. I, do you know having spoken to funders they don't have a lot of faith in it really um and it's a bit shown them actually if you're a, a if you're a, if you're a coach that's that's looking at helping somebody to move forward, you have to, to be challenging and you have to help them progress. It's about moving moving to a much better place. That role of working with the family is looking at where are they at? Where are they at now? Mm-hmm. um, Where do they want to be? Yeah. What what does life look like? Not not the, do you know, I want a Ferrari and a, a holiday home in yeah. Florida. It's reality, isn't it? It's about, yeah. do you know, what would be a really good life? And, and helping them step by step to get there.
0: What kinds of things worked there, in in your opinion?
1: Uh, challenging ideals, challenging mm-hmm. uh, <coughs> reluctance to move forward. Do okay. you know? Challenging. Um, so like, how would you
0: how would you challenge that?
1: challenge it in a positive way challenge yeah. it in a do you know you're building a relationship so this yeah. is about but it's also about agreeing that that challenge can happen so uh when i work with people part mm. of that original do you know getting to know that person is about saying to them are you okay what if i challenge do you know if you yeah. tell me something okay. yeah. if you say to me you're going to do this when in fact you do the opposite mm. are you okay if i challenge that and at the time, mm-hmm. if I do challenge it, I will always ask, I'm going to challenge what you've just said. Are you okay with that? And if they say no, then that's okay, you know. Mm. But the majority of the time, because we've set that out to begin with, they agree with that. And and you build a relationship. Now, um, I have been called lots of things by people that I've <laughs> coached. Um, one in particular called me the pest. Um <laughs> However, that person's sustaining a really positive life, Yeah. and I don't care about being the pest, mm. um, or lots of other things that I might have been called. <laughs> um, and and there are people who have walked out and said, "No, I don't agree with that," but then come back and said, "Actually, you were right." Mm. Do you know? Um, and it's about when they s- they see something, but they're quite blinkered, and it's about actually showing them reality. They might not like it, mm. but it does help them. Does that make sense?
0: It makes sense to me in a context of what I would call mindset, Uh where the way you think about something Mm -hmm. is extremely important, whether it's a problem or a challenge, and whether it's a disaster or an opportunity. Yep. And so I think if we reframe the picture uh, we we can take people down, down a new road.
1: I think normalizing is very positive for people as well, as like they can catastrophise a situation and then if you realize, if they realise that actually it's normal and people deal with that every day and you're not the yeah. only person. Um and I think that's a that, that, that's a real skill because people people do it and, and they create so much stress for themselves mm-hmm. by thinking that they're the only person in the world and this is awful and actually it's part of normal life yep. um, and it's about being resilient and being able to bounce back and giving people that those skills and being able to bounce back really does help them mm-hmm. you know to stand on their own two feet and that's what that's what these families told me they wanted and i know it's possible i definitely know it's possible
0: well you have e- examples of successes yeah. in the past so obviously it is it is very possible and i've caught myself doing that as well from time to time oh why me why is this happening to me but then i catch myself and i'm like no no let's let's refocus and be realistic about this right there's we're no human yep absolutely we're
1: human do you know what happens to us all
0: yep yep and usually there's no problem that is completely in isolation And there's no problem that somebody else hasn't had to deal with Mm -hmm. at some point in time as well. And when we understand that we're not alone and other people have succeeded, it can give us that little bit of impetus or momentum Mm -hmm. that we need. So, you know, I think your idea of bringing in examples of successes is is a really nice thing to do in the community. What is it that you enjoy most about your work?
1: People, and that's a double-edged sword because actually I'm quite a private person, mm-hmm. and I like to go home and close the door and be away from people. Yep. However, uh, I like to see people thrive and be happy, mm-hmm. and I like to, I like to see them. I like to see the reaction when they've made that change and how, how life can be, do you know? There is always a point where that light goes on, mm-hmm. um, where they uh, realise that actually this is possible. Yeah. Um, And that's what I like to see. Um, and there's reasons behind that, do you know, my own personal mm-hmm. reasons. Yep. Do you know, I grew up in this situation, so... Um, yeah, it is about giving something back because I know that, that what I went through mm-hmm. um, and, and being able to, if I can just help one family yeah. not have to put a young person or a child through that being in survival mode 100% of the time mm-hmm. and the stress that that creates, then that's enough. That's That's, yeah, that's enough for me.
0: That's a great answer. What is it that you don't enjoy about the work? What are the really hard parts for you?
1: it's a hundred percent of the time it's full on Mm -hmm. um i don't have a life
0: (laughs) (laughs) well well, you you do you do but you don't have time for another one (laughs) i
1: I think that um yeah i think my family complain Mm -hmm. that it is taking up a lot of my time and they don't get enough of my time um but i've you know i'm passionate and and i think that and i would say i've always thought it I've always thought since probably, uh, when I was a teenager, I was very active in, mm-hmm. you know, um, looking at mitigating poverty, and I was I, I protested against social issues, and mm-hmm. um, and then I put it to bed for a little while, and I think that that is so important. That's the bit that that I love, but it there's a double edged sword, isn't there? There's always that balance. And at this moment in time, while Revolution Scotland is being set up and all of the things that are going on, uh, whilst I'm still working for the local authority, Mm -hmm. um, I'm busy and my my family are probably not benefiting from that. Uh Um, So, yeah, I would like it to be less time-consuming.
0: How does it balance having these organisations and also working in an area of local government as well. Did do they do they marry together or is there some conflict there?
1: It's a lot of conflict, uh-huh. very much so. Okay. Um, and, and in general, do you know, third sector and local authority are very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at things very different. Funded very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very passionate about children and young people. And I do. I absolutely love being a youth worker. I come alive around young people. Yeah. I uh, and, and I really do enjoy it. And I find it, I, w- I would find it very hard to say, actually, I don't want to do that anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but there is, there is very much a a... a a conflict of in lots of areas particularly around how you would how you would maybe speak to or be around mm-hmm. a family you know but I tend to make sure that they're separated so that I go and do that job and then I come and do this job
0: mm. do you ever have any free time
1: I do I try to make Time where I uh, do you know I have a daughter and I have four I have four lovely dogs that I love do you know yep. dearly uh, mm-hmm. and I have a husband mm-hmm. and we we try to make time so that we can actually do things together. Um, so yeah, I do have some. I love art uh, mm-hmm. and love to paint and I uh, love to be creative in any way really. Um, so yeah, I try to make time for that. But I do also like to just sit and watch TV.
0: Mm. (laughs) Do you have a favourite programme right now?
1: My favourite programme, I would say, probably for the last 10 years has been Grey's Anatomy.
0: Okay. Wow. <laughs> See, I don't watch TV. I have no idea what that is, but I'm sure that means a lot to a lot of
1: people. It's an American drama program, okay. a hospital drama. Oh. Um, and yeah, I, I love it. Um, it's a bit of, you know, that's a bit of me time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV because I don't have a lot of time. Yep. But when I do have a spare hour, I just, yeah. uh, do you know, I feel like I can just shut off and actually yep. just... Focus on yeah. what I'm. What I'm watching. Well, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to
0: have something to to enjoy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It really is. Um, you said you paint as well. I do. Um, it, is it a specific style, or what do you do there?
1: Um, it's not really a specific style. I like to try mm-hmm. lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I have been painting for um, for Alison at the restore. Oh wow! Um, so. Wow. I have a number of uh pieces that I forgot to bring today. <laughs> um that have been you, you had a busy morning. Yeah, I'm yeah. Quite sure. So um yeah, we've I have a number of pieces that are seasidey, yeah. uh that are that are her colours, so they're in blue mm. for her to put up in, in her store. Oh, wow. Um so things like I've I've done a number of watercolors, so puffins mm. and uh jellyfish um Mm. so yeah i've uh, and and kind of beach scenes which i um yeah i i just really i like to play and do different things uh i like i do a lot of uh acrylic on canvas um and doing seaside kind of silhouette type things
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's interesting that um you you have this interest in in art, which requires creativity, and you're also interested in solving problems in society as well, which also requires creativity. It, it's nice that you're able to tap into that element within yourself. You must need a lot of energy to do the work that you do. So where does that come from?
1: A passion, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, a
1: passion for for helping children and young people, um, and making change. I am very, very passionate about it. But the one thing that I do do is I sleep well. Mm. I go out like light, mm-hmm. uh, and then I wake up in the morning, uh, and continue to do what I do. So, do you know, um. If I was the kind of person that didn't sleep well or, you know, had issues with, with sleep, I don't think I could do what I do, um, mm-hmm. but I do. I absolutely sleep well mm-hmm. and uh, and that gives me a lot of energy and I'm, I'm driven by being passionate, you know, about making changes. I get I get upset and I get angry at, at uh, a disadvantage and, you know, mm-hmm. people... People struggling. I don't mm-hmm. I just think in this in this year twenty twenty, mm-hmm. why have we got people who can't feed themselves? Yep. I, I it it's just wrong. It's mm-hmm. just wrong you know. And I could sit back and say, Well, it's not my problem. But actually that's uncomfortable for me. I think it's all their problem. Do you know? I think yeah. that us as a community, even if we just do a tiny little bit Mm-hmm. then we can really make a big
0: change oh absolutely it's um, it's the same principle as picking up litter on the street right if everybody mm-hmm. just picks up one thing that they see eventually the street gets clean and um, you know what I understand from listening is that you see the potential in people I do and it's frustrating when the potential is unrealized
1: mm-hmm. I'd love to be able to see and I think that's the one thing is that, that people need somebody that can Believe in them and see their potential until they can see it for themselves. Oh, yeah. And I believe that everybody has the right to work towards their potential. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people are curbed by that because society says no you've got to work and you've got to go and earn that money and and I think that we should be supporting them to be able to achieve that even if it's just small small steps at a time Mm -hmm. that might be a babysitter one night a week so they can go and do an evening class that's all it might be but actually to, to, to put that step in might make a massive change for somebody
0: yeah changing one thing could potentially change everything absolutely if you change the right thing if you had a magic wand and could wave it and change one thing about your work or the community right now what would you change or Maybe, hard,
1: there's so many things I would love to change. <laughs> Can I've,
0: I've sort of got this <laughs> this feeling through our conversation that you are perhaps already waving a magic wand and are trying to make those differences happen, and you're not actually waiting for something magical. Yeah, yeah. You're actually taking action. Yeah. On things.
1: That wand would be good. <laughs> It <laughs> would be really good. It would. I, the 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 decision as to what that wand would do yeah. is the hard bit. Yeah. Um, I I really, what would I want that wand to do? I would want that wand to ensure that every family had everything they needed mm-hmm. in a dignified manner.
0: Which is a fantastic thing to want. Um, let's talk a little bit about revolution where is it at and where is it going
1: okay so at this moment in time we have just registered the organization and that takes 15 days so we're probably another 10 days away from from that happening and by registering the organization i mean as a community benefit society that has to be registered with the financial conduct authority Mm -hmm. um that has taken a lot of work, that has taken, you know, uh, the, the legal model rules for a community benefit society uh, that has, you know, we've probably, uh, we're probably about six months of, of work to 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 get to where we've got to it mm-hmm. was an amazing feeling to know that that document has gone mm-hmm. and uh and we're in the process of of registration we there are two aspects to revolution scotland and that is there's a funded side which is the the, the working with families side and mm-hmm. then there's the revenue generating side yeah. which is actually a, a training and coaching business mm-hmm. um so I'm kind of I'm working on both really, um, as well as trying to set the organisation up and the legal structure and and the bank accounts and all of the mm. things that go with that. Yeah. Um. So where are we at? We are working with a number of employers. So we've looked at how can we work with the the people that employ the families that 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 we are looking to support, mm-hmm. and those employers are employers that work in man that, uh, that are sectors of manufacturing, mm-hmm. tourism and retail, uh-huh. uh, and so we looked at our skills. And my husband used to be the learning and development consultant for Greg's the Bakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's food safety expert. Okay, and he uh, has he's a qualified driving instructor, mm-hmm. but he's done lots of management training. Yep. Um, and and in his day job he is a consultant, a learning and development consultant. Mm-hmm. So, so we're looking to work with businesses like Walkers and uh, Baxter's and Johnson's of Elgin, mm-hmm. uh, different organisations that employ people that between a, a minimum wage and a living wage so that we can, if we offer training to these organisations, every penny that they spend on development of their staff will then mm-hmm. be reinvested in the people that, that they employ yeah. because the people they employ will be the families that we work with mm-hmm. um, so do you know, um, rather than actually, the way that I put this across is, is to, to those organisations is rather than spend your training budget working with an organisation who might then go and buy a Ferrari with the, with the profit mm-hmm. what we're going to do is we're going to reinvest the profit in your employees mm-hmm. um, which seem to go down quite well Mm. and uh, the idea is that we will use that profit to make the coaching and progression part of the organization sustainable. Yeah. So within three years, we hope to not need any grant funding. Mm. So we would look at initially work with funders and the session on the 6th of February, is, that, was, that was set up because funders asked us to get them all in the same room yeah. So the idea is that, you know, we would get funders who would come in and support that initially. Um and then after a, a couple of years, once we've had revenue generated, that we would be able to pay the costs of the staff members and mm-hmm. um and that organisation running so it would become sustainable. But what the organisation would always it would also do is have an income stream that would fund the staff member for Murray School Bank. So that mm-hmm. becomes sustainable too.
0: Wow. It's covering a lot of bases there.
1: It's very complicated. Um, very complicated, and uh, but really exciting. Because mm-hmm. what we're going to do is we're going to give this organization to the community to own. Mm. Do you know and they'll make the decisions and that's that's the that's the, the the really exciting part for me is that this isn't going to be an organization where you know I'm the director and I mm. run that organization I'm going to say give mm. it to the community because the community want to make a difference they want to change to help poverty
0: yeah and also I think that's a really intelligent thing to do because you can then go on and use your energy and talents to do something else. Yeah, yeah, or not do anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't strike me as the kind of person who, no, no. who, who would not do anything at all. So um, that that's really smart.
1: And what we're going to do with Revolution Scotland is we're we're we've we're registering it as a as a community benefit society. And once that registration comes through, we're going to go straight to Oscar and register it as a charitable mm. community benefit society because we want families to be uh, part of they want, we want them to be stakeholders. We yeah. want them to then say, This is working but why don't we do this? And mm-hmm. so that we can have projects that they can apply for funding and we can do different things with families that they really need. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Um, and one of the other exciting things is we've got two counsellors who've come to us and said, we'd really like to come on board. Mm-hmm. So, do you know, we have families who might not quite be ready for coaching because yeah. they've got issues to deal with from the past. So we, we're going to also have a couple of counsellors on board that... that um, that will work with families to help get them to that place where they can mm. actually take that forward.
0: It's fascinating. Could you imagine yourself doing this if you sort of step back in time, say, 10 or 15 years ago? Could you imagine the position that you would be in right now?
1: No, absolutely not. However, I knew I wanted to do something. So I... I was an engineer mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, i uh, I started life as an engineer and I did that for fifteen years and mm-hmm. and realized that actually i I'd had enough of making money and mm-hmm. wanted to help people so i I went back and retrained and became a careers advisor in schools and merged really to work with the young people that were struggling and that's kind of where my 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 path working with people started um but I would say 10, 15 years ago, I began the journey of looking at being a coach and looking at helping people to move forward mm. um, and and realizing that that's really what I wanted to do. So I wanted to help people change. Um,
0: it's also hard to know what skills you're going to need for the future. We, we pick up a lot of things right now within what within the moment that we're living in and we're not exactly sure at which point in time they're going to benefit us in the future. I
1: was working with people in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction. And I, I was given this opportunity to, to, to uh, qualify as a coach. Uh, And I started that and I thought, I really love this. Mm. Um, And and I progressed that and became an NLP practitioner. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point uh, it was with the group of people that I learned uh, NLP with that they made me, <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. say they made me, they encouraged <laughs> me to to make a pact and to say, yeah. do you know, I am going to do this. I am going mm-hmm. to start a charity. Um, And that was where it, it, it really, because it was always in my head, mm-hmm. but it never really flourished and I'd never really done anything with it. Mm-hmm. And, and it still took a few years after that. Yeah. But you know, I I I, I bet the bullet, and I don't regret it one little bit. I mm. absolutely love it, and I thrive on it. I really, you know, I really enjoy creating yeah. this solution.
0: It's fantastic, um, and once again, it's also interesting that the background is in engineering, because I think engineering requires understanding of logic and processes. <laughs> And to do what you're doing now today still requires that the yeah. understanding of cause and effect.
1: My brain um, works in a in a very logical manner, um, but I think if you think logically, you think quickly, and mm. and that's the you know my brain does work quickly. I work yeah. at a yeah. I work at pace, <laughs> and I and, and and that works for me. It doesn't always work for everyone else, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, mm. I I I do. I do realise that there is a there is there is a a way of working that where engineering does does actually come into it.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. What could the community do more to support the work that you're doing right now?
1: Spread the word. Mm-hmm. I think the I wouldn't ask the community to do more in the way of giving. I think that they are amazing. Um, I, mm-hmm. I see it often. I love Murray um yeah. I think that just just tell people you know, make them aware that's the that's the one thing that I want is just people to know if we if we're raising awareness, people will choose to be involved if they want to mm-hmm. or not, yeah. but it is about understanding what it's all about and and spreading the word is so important
0: mm, absolutely, so spreading the word, what's the most effective way for people to actually? do it. Is, it is it word of mouth is it social media
1: either social media is a, is a really great platform and mm-hmm. i don't think that murray school bank would be what it was today mm-hmm. if it wasn't for social media mm-hmm. do you know uh facebook has been a great platform for 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 murray school bank and and certainly do you know once the organization is set up it will be for for revolution scotland mm-hmm. um and going forward you know, that that would be fabulous. But it's really about telling your neighbour because it's all right saying, Have you heard of Revolution Scotland? Mm-hmm. But actually taking 10 minutes to sit down and say, This is what it's really all about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good because like when I go to places to talk about Murray School Bank and I say to people, Have people heard of it? I used to come up with. I used to walk into a room and people would go, "No," yeah. But I ne- that never happens anymore. I walk uh-huh. into a room and everybody goes, "Yeah, we know," but they, yeah. but they don't really know. Uh-huh. So when I walk yeah. out the room, they go, "I never knew that." That's what it did. Mm. Do you know? So it's really about really talk about it, mm-hmm. talk about it, talk about what we really do. Do mm. you know? Ask questions. Yep. Um. Be inquisitive.
0: Yeah, it's a, its so much more than a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Have you learned anything today?
0: I am in a constant process of learning. <laughs> I, I um during my little chit chats with people. I am trying to absorb all the information, and and Murray's full of such cool people as well, <laughs> right?
1: It definitely is.
0: And so I'm so I'm 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 exploring and I'm learning and it's a, it's. It's, and I want to do more. Yeah. And I think that is the right message to take from it is that we can all give a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be money because time is such a valuable resource.
1: Absolutely, which people. is why, do you know, I, we have lots of people who give money. We have lots of people who give school uniform. We have lots of people who give time. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you don't have that, even mm-hmm. if you can't put yourself forward as a volunteer, just yeah. talk to your neighbour, do you yeah. know?
0: Yeah.
1: Just tell your neighbour. Absolutely. Uh, and if they tell their neighbour, and they tell their neighbour, yeah. and they tell their aunt or mum or do you know, friend mm-hmm. at work or colleague or it, it then people just raise it raises awareness yeah. and even if they have that little small seed of interest, yeah. then they might go and find out more.
0: And for people who use social media, I don't know if people have noticed, but you get these little stars on the Facebook groups if you start conversations. Mm-hmm. That should give you a little star. So if you, in your community, can start a conversation about it, you know, that's a little star, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, all the little stars come together to make up the uh, the, the beautiful night sky. They do. So um, that's that's how I would look at it. On a personal level, in terms of influence, recommendations, practicality, what book should everybody read?
1: (sighs) What book should everybody read?
0: It can be something fun. It doesn't have to be a serious Mm. book.
1: The Tiger Who Came to Tea. uh, The reason that I say that is that it was... It was a book that i read as a child and Mm -hmm. i read it to my daughter Mm -hmm. um but the whole thing about families being together you know children and young people are the future and Mm -hmm. i think that reading children's books is so important and reading to your children
0: i totally agree
1: i'm not a huge reader i don't have a lot of time (laughs) um i and i tend to read a lot of things that are kind of factual around learning and Mm -hmm. business but i don't read them i listen to them so you know audible is my thing um Mm. but i but i do tend to read a lot of things around child poverty um but i think that our kids are the most important and and i know for me that when i I was a single parent, and I was always exhausted at nighttime and it was yeah. always a it was just i just I wanted to put my child to bed and then go and just relax yeah. mm-hmm. um but I always found that energy to read to my daughter do you mm. know I think it's so important it's a time when you can bond and 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 if that's something that we can help families to do, then do you know that would be amazing
0: Is there an audio book that you would recommend?
1: Poverty Safari.
0: Wow, that's an interesting title. Well, what's that about?
1: So it's it's written by a guy from Glasgow
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, who is uh, a DJ, right. but he grew up in poverty, mm. um, and it's really his account of of what that does to young people and what mm. do you know how what it's like. Uh, it's a great book. Really is great. Mm. Really insightful, uh, and I love it.
0: Fantastic. Time travel is possible. Where would you go?
1: Oh, um,
0: Backwards, forwards.
1: I don't think I would go forwards. Mm-hmm. I don't think that um, that I want to. I think I might go back. I might go probably back to back to the fifties
0: because
1: mm. I would love to have seen what it was like for my parents as young people um my parents were born in the in the 30s Mm -hmm. and they're no longer alive but they in the 50s you know things were tough post-war um if I look at who my inspiration is my parents had a really really difficult life Mm -hmm. and I uh I would really like to you know they talked fondly of all the things that they did going to to uh dances and i just really love to see what that was like because it sounded yeah. like it was really great fun but but there was a lot of there, there wasn't the same social issues yeah um around drugs and alcohol and all of that stuff that you know it would have been there but not to the level that it's at now mm-hmm. um and it seemed much more innocent
0: yeah well i agree something like back to the future no yeah <laughs> 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 Yay. Um that's a very nice idea. Um I th- think we'd all like a little bit to go back and see what it was like for our parents when they were young, because that yeah. would probably explain some things to absolutely, us. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Your home is on fire, everybody gets out okay, including the dogs. You only have time to pick up one thing as you run out the door. What do you pick up?
1: I have a little book. That was my dad's Mm -hmm. and it's called One Day at a Time. Uh Um my dad was uh my dad was a violent alcoholic, uh and but he found recovery. Mm -hmm. And it was his little thing. It was his it kept him going every day, do you know? Yeah. Um and he left it to me in his will and I treasured it. So that would be Mm -hmm. my one thing that I would pick up.
0: Wow. What kind of legacy do you think that your work will leave behind?
1: The answer to that, well, there's probably a couple of answers. The legacy I would like it to leave behind is that Revolution Scotland ended child poverty across the globe.
0: Boom. Mm -hmm. Why not?
1: Whether it will or not, I don't know because I'm only going to try it one family at a time. But realistically that is that's the plan mm. that's that's the that's in the business plan
0: <laughs> and <laughs> i think that the bigger plans sometimes have a greater chance of success
1: if you don't reach for the stars yeah then you're never going to get there yeah, and um, and that's one of the one of the things that really, you know, being on the accelerator course really really pushed me to look at the potential and mm-hmm. look at where I wanted to go, and if 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 I could do anything in life, yep. so yeah, th- this is the magic wand, isn't it? Oh <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, remove child poverty from this planet.
0: Yeah, uh, but it's it's the magic wand, but it's. It's, it's real and possible. It's not some out-of-the-box Harry Potter fantasy.
1: No, no, no. no.
0: It is something which is achievable if everybody takes action. Where can people find out more about your work, your organizations, and how to get involved?
1: So, uh, Murray Skillbank has a website, mm-hmm. which is www.murrayschoolbank.org mm-hmm. and Revolution Scotland also has a website. It's only a landing page at the moment because mm-hmm. obviously we're we're still setting up. So, yep. uh, but it's www.revolutionscot without the dash mm-hmm. org mm-hmm. and uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, not Instagram yet. My daughter keeps telling me I'm a bit <laughs> old for that. Um, mm. But, but yeah we're uh we're out there on social media um and and just you know get in touch yeah. um I like to chat as you might have noticed
0: i've noticed i've noticed it's a uh... It's been a great chat. Thank you so much for coming here this morning, for giving me your time and your energy, for telling me your story, uh, for being so enthusiastic about helping the community. It's been wonderful to listen to you and I wish you great success in the future.
1: Thanks very much. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Maiden Muddy is a product of the Academy of Language Therapy and Life Coaching. Book a free online personal or professional development consultation today. What are you waiting for?